Yeah, I was uh, I was just uh, inspecting uh, some some things. I was seeing that uh, a horrible impersonator of me has returned to online. So it's a oh my god, a horrible day. On. Yeah, I gotta. I'm gonna have to put in a harassment request with the you know Elon and X to get that accounted for. But <coughs> we'll uh, we'll see what happens. So oh, there are the comments are already calling me washed. I don't even know what I did. <laughs> I didn't even I didn't even say a word yet. How am I washed? This is uh, this is the state that uh, the Joel injury has all Sixers fans in. Everyone's turning on each other. Let's go. All right. Let's so, uh, for anyone who's unfamiliar with uh, Schwinny from the Strickland, we have Schwinny on. Um, who is a Knicks fan? Life is. Life is much better for Sam and Schwinny right now than it is for me. <laughs> the, the class of the Atlantic Division all here represented. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, you know, the, the class of the Atlantic Division when it's not slop season. During slop season, yes. that is one Brooklyn Nets, actually. That's actually Sean Marks <laughs> is the for the third straight year center of attention. <laughs> Also, the Toronto Raptors, uh, the slop embargo has been lifted, so yep. it's getting sloppy down at the bottom of the the Atlantic Division. We're we're, we're getting sloppy bottom from the from the bottom <laughs> of the Atlantic Division. Let's go. Well, I can't say sloppy top. That doesn't work. Can't say that either. Not, you could say it. I mean, nobody. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, either way, it, it sounds pretty gross, but. Um, <laughs> I forgot this wasn't a Patreon episode, my mistake. <laughs> We're doing it all playback in front of 75 people, and you're like, my bad. Forgot it was, wasn't yeah, well, playback. what are you going to do? Uh, also, uh, I don't know if you guys heard about this, but Jared Vanderbilt might be out for four to six. How many fucking Jared Vanderbilt tweets are we going to get during slop season? It's trade <laughs> deadline time, dude. I don't give a fuck if Jared Vanderbilt is out for a month. Stop Woj and Shams both tweeted about this like seven times. Yeah, isn't this one that you just have like like you leave that one for Sam Amick? You're like, hey dude, just yeah, yeah, you, right. you get you get the Jared Vanderbilt uh <laughs> fucking injury update tweets. Maybe Ramona <laughs> Shelburne can jump in too. Do us yeah, solid. Otto would kill someone for this. He would murder a yeah. person to have this. <laughs> yeah. Why did I Hoops what? hype exclusive? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like the fact that like they um that like Shams was retweeting like other people tweeting about like basketball blogs like a week ago. I was like, I was seeing red. I was like, I, you can't, you can't do this. You have to know the power you have, right? Like you shouldn't be allowed to do this. People have notifications on for you during this slop season. And also I want to add to the fact that yeah, normally when these guys, like we, we've joked about it before, like Woj and, Shams being like bullfrogs during slop season and literally yep. just never sleeping. <laughs> Imagine doing that for this slop season when the, when the great Jesus. when the greatest slop that we get is like I heard the the Nets might trade Royce O'Neal for seconds. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone's yeah. like, "We know. It's been no, a my, I, I I think my favorite development has been um Malcolm Brogdon feels appreciated in Portland and now never wants to leave. So that's that's a good one. Yeah, I, no, I, they're I they're that. no matter what the deal is, Malcolm Brogdon, who famously has never been traded before, is now <laughs> off off the table for 
So actually, let's just start off. I this is a slop stream, so it's less formal than our normal episodes that we do. Your, so your high class episodes that you normally do. Exactly. Yeah. Our our right. very our very structured episodes that never lead anywhere else that don't ca cause our guests to go into psychosis because we'll, we can't stay on topic. Uh the the thing that I wanted to to lead with before we get into the Embiid injury stuff is who do we think is the best player that gets traded? Schwinny, who do you think is the best player that gets traded this week? I was I was spending a lot of time thinking about this because I have a life, um, and uh, <laughs> I, think, I don't know. I don't, it's is there a good player that gets traded? I don't know. I, I I genuinely feel like I could wake up on, or I guess I would be awake anyway. Uh, but I could be like five p.m. on Thursday and I'd be like, wow. So really, it was. Jordan Clarkson like that's who the best yeah. but I, I don't know yeah. I I just get the sense that like I don't know I, I know that Atlanta's putting out there that like oh we could totally keep DeJounte that mm -hmm. situation does not seem tenable I think he gets moved uh yeah. and I I like I think the Sixers might just do it because I don't like you can't I, I don't know obviously none of us know exactly what's going on with Joel how long he's out for necessarily um but I think it's a dangerous game to use that to justify like, well, we couldn't do anything at the deadline because if sure. I'm Joel, I would want to come back to a team and be like, Oh wow, they did something. They got a guy. And, and also like, like what are their, their four and 10 without, uh, without Embiid this season. Like, look, I, I, Max, he's awesome. He's better than I even thought he would be this year, but like, you can't just have him out there with like Kelly Oubre and a bunch of fucking NPCs. Like, you yeah. gotta have like real talent on the floor with him, and I think Dejounte. Well, I, I'm not a huge Dejounte fan. Me and Trill talked about it uh, when he came on our pod, and like, but I just think it makes sense for Philly. I think you got to roll the dice on something, um, and look, I just don't buy this Atlanta thing of like we're we'll totally keep him. Like, all right, you you do that. You let's see exactly. What yeah, no, it's that that is definitely one of the ones that is like. 100% cap like the, there are certain ones that yeah. are out there where I'm like oh I could see this team not moving this guy if the market isn't right and holding him till the offseason because he has a DeJounte is it does feel like a pretty safe bet and I do just want to add to that I think the Sixers are four and seven when Maxi plays and Embiid doesn't uh but they have three losses when both of them don't play the the other thing with that is that uh, I can't remember I think he scored 40 points in three of those wins. <laughs> Basically, oh, yeah. does Maxi score 40 points or 50 like he did against the Jazz? Or do the Sixers lose is basically been the story so far when Joel Embiid has been out. And obviously, him being out, does that uh, trade this? Uh, does that change the way that they approach this deadline has been the major question? Mm -hmm. mm the the thing that Woj has said, the thing that Zach Lowe and Wendy has said is basically the same kind of thing that they've been saying. They're gonna monitor the market. They're probably they're gonna act as if Joel's coming back because just to cover this injury really quickly, I'm not gonna go into all the medical shit because it's just all of its way above my head and no one knows what they're talking about except for actual doctors. But long story short on the injury shit, they wanna do the long surgery that keeps him out until possibly next season because it's better for his long-term health. They probably won't be able to do that because it's rare that they're able to repair the kind of meniscus tear that he has. And they'll probably end up doing the one that puts him back on the team in like two months. 
which would be right before the playoffs, and it would hopefully get him a little bit of time to ramp up before he gets in there. Is he the same player when he gets back? I don't know. But long story short on this, the Sixers probably should still approach this deadline as if Joel is going to play like uh, Woj and Lowe have suggested because of what Twinny said, like he wants to come back to a team that is going to be able to compete for a championship. And also because the I keep hearing, I'll oh, just punt until the offseason, cap space plan, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And that's fine if there really is nothing out there, like as a fallback option, now that Joel might not even be Joel when he returns. But the reality of the situation is your team is going to be Joel Embiid, Tyrese Maxey, and then cap space. You'll also have Paul Reed and Jaden Springer, but you'll probably have to move them in order to get more cap space if you really want to use that space. And then you have to rebuild your roster three through nine plus the last six <clears throat> spots on your roster using like vet minimums or whatever. So I still don't think unless there is, look, unless LeBron is lying about wanting to go to the Knicks, did you, you, oh, no. did you, did you see Wendy's thing today? No. What did Wendy say? Well, Wendy just said that? basically what we all have been saying, which is that he's just being a brat and he's using the Knicks as leverage for the, uh, for the Lakers to make moves. Yeah. And so I think, I think that's probably what is happening. Yeah. Here. I don't think that's LeBron's definitely the Lakers. what's happening. Yeah. I, 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 I think that's definitely like what's happening. And I think that, I don't know, like he understands that like, what's a better team to use is like the, the leverage for that type of thing than the Knicks who are like suddenly very relevant again, like could win the East this year and like um, have like, you know, a, not, not a hole at forward, but like there's a very obvious like Randall LeBron swap that would like immediately make the Knicks like very dangerous. So it's very, it's, it's, but again, I think LeBron is also, you know, 30 something, um, I don't think he wants to pack up his life and go to the other coast. I think he's like pretty happy in LA. And I think that he just kind of wants things the way he wants. I think he's also, just kind of reminding the Lakers. I have options. Exactly. You know? like, but yeah. I, I do just want to point this out. Like people have said, like, could he get force a trade to the Knicks? Could he use the Sixers cap space as leverage to get the Lakers to either get more? I mean, he's going to get the max if he goes back, but like to make more aggressive moves, like trade for Kyrie or, 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 or make moves at this deadline, like whatever. Make sure they draft Bronny. Make sure they do yeah. exactly do do <laughs> right. do basically whatever lay GM wants them to do. Yeah, GM. But I said this the other night, and we we tried to figure it out. I think LeBron's too famous to not live anywhere but New York or LA at this point in his life. Like, yeah. Cleveland was one thing because he's from Cleveland. Like, I said this in the Discord the other day. I was like. Would LeBron be the most famous person to live in Philadelphia that isn't from Philadelphia since like, yeah. Ben Franklin? Like, like, like yeah. literally, like he can't yeah. just like live in 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 South Jersey or Delco and like <laughs> have like a normal like. You're LeBron James. You're literally one of the twenty most famous people alive. Is it it, be... Isn't this is just what LeBron does though? Like I don't, yeah. I don't. Every year around the trade deadline, he does the whole like he does something, and it's obvious he like wants moves to be made and then the lakers eventually make some moves and then after the all-star break lebron is like great i'm gonna like try for 90 percent of games now instead of like 60 percent of games yeah. and they become really good and then they make the playoffs and they look good in the playoffs and then they end up losing to somebody who has way more talent but like 
they're still good. I, I'm not, I don't know. I, I think the Lakers stuff is just not, it's like very boring slop because I'm just like, I know exactly what's happening. And that's yeah. why the entire day I'm like over the weekend or whatever, when the fuck we played the Lakers on what was it Saturday. Um, it was just like, I was like, I, I know what he's doing and I don't care about this at all. And anybody that cares needs help. Like he's not coming to the Knicks. He's never going to come to the Knicks. Yeah. Uh, he wants to live in LA. Like what, what did Wendy, Wendy did his whole thing. Uh, he was like, I know three things. Uh, he is building a hundred million dollar compound in LA. And I'm like, okay, I hope like it has fucking rockets and like, like an <laughs> aircraft carrier. Uh, but like, he's, he's not, he's not leaving LA, man. Why would you leave LA at this point in his career? I understand that he still wants to compete and win. I don't know that the Lakers will ever genuinely be a contender, but I don't think the Lakers are going to suck anytime soon. Yeah. So, well, the Lakers, fine. as people have joked on Twitter over the weekend, that the Lakers are the Jamal Murray of teams, where they they only show up against. <laughs> yeah, they beat. They've now beat the Celtics. I know the Knicks were a little injured, but they beat the Celtics, the Knicks, uh, and this is this was very. This kind of might this theory, if we're applying this theory of Jamal Murray and the Lakers only being good against good teams. Not a great sign for the Sixers. Jamal Murray sucked ass against us. And also... <laughs> he was terrible against the Knicks. He was, like, and, so bad in that game. <laughs> and then also, the Lakers played the Sixers earlier this year, and the Sixers won by 45 points. <laughs> so, not a great sign. If you're hoping that uh, either of these, uh, you know, things are indicators of whether you're a contender or not. But, but no, the LeBron thing is definitely... And once again, if the Sixers are to explore the cap space plan, it has to be a LeBron James or a Paul George level player in order for you to realistically say it was worth punning on whatever this season is and it upgrades the roster and the team next season. Because you're not talking about you're not talking about um just like the team plus cap space. You're talking Embiid Maxi plus cap space versus Embiid. Tobias, Melton, Batum, Oubre, all these guys, plus the ability to add players at this deadline, which if there aren't players right now that you that you uh, aren't crazy about, you can do the medium part of it as well. Like you could trade for Malcolm Brogdon, for example, a guy that we just brought up. Malcolm yeah. Brogdon, like you could trade an expiring for Malcolm Brogdon along with maybe your fake first round pick that you got in the Harden trade. And then Malcolm Brogdon helps you this year. And similar to what the Knicks would probably do with the Evan Fournier deal, where he's upgrading the Evan Fournier spot. But also, he's got one more year after this, and you can trade him this offseason for a guy that you might like more that becomes available. So that's th there are options other than do nothing, just get expirings, and, uh, and make all your moves now. You can make medium uh moves as well like you can make moves where you get a guy like the rockets did the other day with steven adams where they go get steven adams and it's like well why are they doing this and it's like well maybe they don't like who's available right now and steven adams is salary filler that kicks the can down the road so that you can make trades next season so there are a lot of options for the sixers and there are a lot of options especially in this day and age where so few guys hit free agency you want to constantly keep rolling over those contracts into the next year because like the Knicks could guarantee Evan Fournier's deal, but Evan Fournier doesn't play at least Malcolm Brogdon or Bruce Brown or whoever you could get that has a team option next year. And Bruce Brown would have the ability to play for your team. It would be really funny though, to keep Evan Fournier and then guarantee his contract and just be like, yeah, so we're just, 
We're literally going to give you seventeen million dollars year. Yeah. yeah, just just human so trade exception. Trade yeah, so we can trade <laughs> at some point. Uh, no, like, the, yeah, no, you're you're absolutely right. Like, I, I just, you, I, I just think the Sixers, like, you've talked about the cap space thing for a while, like that it's not like a real plan. I just have a hard time believing Daryl Morey is like genuinely content to just go through the season and just be like, well, we'll see what happens. Like, I, I don't know. That seems a little outrageous to me. I think the East is like, look, I, I think the, I think Boston is the best team in the East, but they're like, we've seen the Celtics. You get them in close games in the playoffs. You never know what can happen. Um, yeah. And Porzingis could go down at any time too. Right. The thing. Yeah. Like, and the, then, and then yeah. open season, you know, like, and, and, and the Milwaukee Bucks have Doc Rivers as their coach. So they're, <laughs> They're fucked. Um, yeah. Like the East is there. Like it is there to at least take the shot. And like, what's the thing more you said, right? If you have a 5% chance of winning a title in any given season, you should be trying to go for it. Like yeah. you can't tell me that he does. Like I'd be shocked if he thinks that they don't have a 5% chance at least to win the champ, the, a title this year. Um, like it, all it takes is like you said, Porzingis can start at the right at, at a certain time and bead. Uh, and Bede comes back, he's fine. Like, you're going to the playoffs, forget the fucking seating. The seating doesn't matter. Like, you're once you're in the playoffs, you're fine. Um, like more teams I, should, I honestly, more teams should act like the Miami Heat. Like, yeah, they should. Like, like, if you have an aging star, especially, and the way that the Celtics have handled Porzingis this year, like, if you like have a an snowflake, aging, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> trigger, the triggered millennial Christoph Porzingis. Uh, but like, the way that you, the way that's how Embiid will be handled after this is what I'm trying to get at here. Like they should handle him like he's Jimmy Butler or late career, Tim Duncan who have injuries earlier in their career. And then that's hopefully the way you can sustain and maximize the, the rest of their prime. Even if they're affected by these are, surgeries. Are you sure that like Nick nurse and Tom Thibodeau would understand no. anything that you just said? Nope. What do you mean? <laughs> what are you talking about? Here? Yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I nurse, think, nurse I, I literally think, played him on the meniscus the other yeah. night. So I think, I think uh, the Knicks medical staff just like, they're like, yeah, no, Tom OG's out. Like just, don't worry about it. He's fucking elbows. Yeah. yeah. They hide him David. in a closet. Yeah. <laughs> Tim's like, where the fuck is OG? Yeah. It's gone. <laughs> we have kidnapped OG to hide him from Tim's. Yeah. We, we, we we'll bring him back to you in April. You'll they, get him they, back in April. They send him to the Buster Bluth school where you'd be neither seen nor heard. And he's <laughs> like hiding behind the things. Just have him hiding from. Uh, from I from went to Army Zola. today. <laughs> <laughs> Seals for marksmanship. Yeah. <laughs> the grill is for sand racing. <laughs> but yeah, uh, no, I I think that uh, I I don't know. <laughs> I just think that I think that people are probably over indexing on how much this trade deadline was about this season for the Sixers and not the next few years because the new CBA kicking in next year changes the equation for everyone. Like. The Celtics, Sam Celtics, for example, have to probably make a trade at this deadline in order to get more money on the books because they can't aggregate salary after this. They can't get buyout guys. They basically can only add veterans minimum dudes and do one for one salary trades like the next next year. The Celtics can't take back more money than they send out in a trade because of the new apron rules. Do, yeah. you, do you think the Celtics were like? We have to let Grant Williams go because this new CBA negotiated fucking sucks. Um, <laughs> I, think, I think they might have been like, you know what? We probably could keep you, but 
fuck you. Like you're not. I think it's like literally their work. Well, I was gonna say. Well, I, I honestly, it's like literally Grant and Smart like very much annoyed him. Like, like when I went to the game yesterday, and I, I finally got like some info on like what was go- going on there, and like Joe, it was like they everyone was talking. There's like a lot of like inside jokes at Marcus's press conference about like Joe being very happy to see him back because Joe fucking hated him <laughs> the whole time they were there, and and the other um the other good um the other thing that people were were like um pointing out to me that's like actual slop is that um the the celtics pretty much like have to win the championship this year or they're gonna be making some cost-cutting moves uh whether that is just straight up not resigning drew holiday um i don't think that's gonna be it i think it's gonna be jalen brown a little bit later on down the ride so that's kind of like a uh a 20 you know that's something to keep an eye on for like next year and like the year down the road. And I think other teams have gleaned that too. So I think he might be a well. That's a good transition guy. to talk about someone that I wanted to talk about, which I just went Sorry. on uh, the first to the floor podcast, which is a Celtics podcast, and we talked about different trade targets. God, and on so fucking popular, man. Um. Yeah, I yeah. know. I'm the I'm the slop father. Uh, this yeah. time of year, I'm just you know, they're making me offers I can't refuse, so I had to yeah. go on their podcast. Yep. So. <laughs> We were talking about like the Celtics are are weirdly one of those teams where you look around the league and you're like, wow. Well, the Knicks are obviously the exception because the Knicks are the good team that has a ton of picks and the Thunder too. Mm-hmm. But the majority of these contenders, the Timberwolves, the Bucks, all these teams are pretty pick poor in terms of trading. The Celtics sneakily only have like one pick out and one swap. Yeah. And they could make moves at this deadline. And like you said, if they're making cost-cutting moves in the future, this would be a nightmare for me personally. I really hope this doesn't happen. I just want to throw this out there. But the Caruso idea, the reason I bring him up is because he's one of the rare guys that has a low salary that the Celtics can kind of get to stacking up a few smaller salaries. And then you add in the fact that I think the price for him, like the Bulls are saying now they want two first round picks. They want an OG like Hall type back like that the, the Knicks sent out for for OG. And in addition to that, if they're willing to let Drew Holiday just walk after this season to save money, Caruso is pretty much I said this on their podcast. I was like, is Caruso not effectively just Drew Holiday in terms of what he does on the Celtics when everyone's healthy like yeah. like Drew Drew can scale up better like when all the guys are out like Porzingis is out or Tatum's out or whoever Yo. Drew is the best fifth guy to have because he can also pr- pretend to be like a one or a two but if you're talking just in their current roles Alex Caruso would be the guy that I'm pushing in if I'm trading yeah. multiple firsts I'm trading for Alex Caruso at this deadline. Yeah. And he makes one quarter of what Drew Holiday makes, too. Exactly. He's, like, he's also so, the right yeah. uh, skin tone for the Boston. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. There we go. It was right there. It was right there. He's the true definition of sneaky athletic. Yeah, <laughs> Looks like Elmer Fudd in Space Jam and is also just, very athletic. Real, real, something about him, I just, you know, kind of guy I'd like my daughter to date, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Real gym rat. First one in, last one out. Um, The uh, no, like so. So that was some of the people I were talking to. This this part is not like inside info stuff, but like 
that was the exact com- name that came up that like people were talking about was Caruso and like whether or not that would like be part of it for the, for the Celtics and I would absolutely do that. I would trade Drew in that deal. <laughs> uh, like, please. Like, well, Will said in the comments, so the Celtics can send one solid young player, Jordan Walsh, and a terrible yeah. contract, Jalen Brown. And then you have the OG package. Yeah, there we they go. Need, and, a, and a high second. You got to give up a high second. Yeah, yeah. They have yeah. well, they have a few of those. They got they got some they got a piston second, I think. Yeah, we have we do have a piston second. Yep. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like, I just the Bulls are so funny to me because I'm, they should have probably started blowing this team up at last year's deadline, and they definitely should have done it over the summer. And now they're just like waiting, and I'm, I'm almost, I'm kind of just like, I think they're just gonna end up doing nothing. Like, I totally imagine the Bulls end up doing nothing. Well, history tells us, <laughs> yeah, he made five trades in his first year, and he hasn't made, he's yeah. made one fake trade since, basically. And, and I just think the thing is like. Their ownership doesn't give a fuck. Like they have the highest attendance in the league again. Yeah. Um, he doesn't care. He, he, as long as he doesn't have to pay the tax, that's all he gives a shit about. Like yeah. the, being the GM of the Bulls is actually pretty fucking easy. Yeah, all you got to do plan and yeah. yeah, And even if you don't make the plan, they're probably like, that's eh, fine. We we made we made money this year though. Yeah. Great, fantastic. Like I I think they could totally end up doing nothing. I I kind of hope that they trade DeRozan just because like I'm not a huge DeRozan guy, but what is the point of him on this team? Like they're not doing anything. At least it would be nice to at least maybe send him somewhere that like, look, he's obviously not been a great playoff performer in his career. Maybe he can go to a team where he has a chance to change that like narrative about his, about his career. And like, Jamar? yeah. And, and I just think like, it'd be cool to see him. Like, I, I mean, I don't even know what team just saying like, all right, let's talk about the Sixers with him then, because I, I heard this rumor a weeks ago, and I didn't believe it at all. I was like, I don't believe that they would get DeMar and Caruso. That was the that was the rumor deal. Today, the Tobias Harris uh, to the Pistons things kind of resurfaced. Um, but James Edwards from The Athletic reported and said his trade value uh, for what probably what the Sixers would want, they would just sign him with cap space this offseason instead. Like... The Pistons right. could just, instead of making like a real offer for Tobias, just throw a, another huge bag at him. Tobias making $400 million in his yep. NBA career because he was just in the right place at the right time, basically. Never Tobias making an all-star. The Tobias and Cat front court leading Detroit into the future. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, oh my God, <laughs> Tobias and Super Tobias. Let's go. Uh, so, so you basically got get into a situation where at a minimum, the Sixers will have leverage against them with the Pistons. If they're like, Hey, Tobias, we'll pay you 25 to $30 million next year. And I'm pretty sure the Sixers are going to be like, we'll pay you 17. Like we're not going much more than that. And I think that they've explored this idea of trading Tobias for about a year, year and a half. And there really hasn't been a market for him. Now, at least there's one potential buyer here with the Pistons. And then if you're the looking at it from the bulls perspective of, they want to still compete. They're not leaning into a tank, right, a rebuild, right. whatever. They could maybe look at, and I'll be honest with you, I think Tobias Harris has been better than DeMar DeRozan this year, especially when Joel Embiid is out. His stats are almost identical to DeMar's, but the wrinkle that gets thrown in here is that with Joel Embiid out, DeMar DeRozan is a much better like number one option, quote-unquote, I don't love the fit with Joel, just like I don't love the Tobias fit with Joel. But 
if you were to try to keep your team floating above water for two months while Joel's out, you have DeMar, Maxi, Caruso, whatever, and you're able to turn Tobias into DeMar and Caruso, but you're really doing it for the ability to get Caruso. So like, let's say, let's say they, let's say the Bulls valued Tobias and they think they can extend him after the season. I don't know if that's true, but maybe the Sixers can throw in Tobias a real first and a fake first the one that they got in the Harden trade. So the Bulls can say, look, we got a good player and two first round picks. And the Sixers do that not because they want DeMar, but because DeMar could keep them afloat until Embiid gets back. And then after the season, if he wants too much money, you'd be like, we can get cap space because Caruso only makes eight, $9 million a year. So he can be one of the few guys you could acquire at this deadline and still get cap space to build out the rest of your roster. Like that, that's the kind of trade where I think you kind of get best of both worlds. You can compete this season. You can kind of re, re rebuild the team on the fly, but also always have the option to fall back on the cap space this summer. If DeMar wants $25 million a year or whatever. So isn't this like, so the problem though, is I feel like the bulls keep pricing their guys at in places that make no sense. Mm. And it's like, they're not like logically what you're saying makes sense. But I also feel like, They'll be like, no, we need at least at least a real first for DeMar DeRozan. It's like, well, no, not going to give you a real first for DeMar DeRozan. But, like, I don't know. I just keep coming back to this because I, they are the team. Like, if you're going to do the DeRozan thing, then doesn't it just make more sense to pay a little bit more of a premium or probably maybe a bit more of a premium um, and just get DeJounte? Because, like you yeah. said, like, the fact that he's on his contract already is the value. Like, that's yeah, that's that's like seven in his prime, right? And so you don't have to worry. Like you get him, you don't have to worry about like, well, we'll we'll figure this out. You know, three months from now in the offseason. I, sure. I just, to me, it's just like, I, and and you can probably still keep most of your depth in that scenario, right? Because like you trade for for Dejounte now, whoever goes on the trade goes on the trade, but then you'd still like say you'd probably keep Tobias then, right? And it's yep. like now you have the option if if Tobias like I need twenty, and you're like. Okay, well, we're gonna pay him seventeen anyway, so fuck it. Let's just give him twenty. Yeah, um, like you have those options, and I, I just, I don't know. I, I just really feel like, like we talked about this when you came on a couple weeks ago, but like a year, like if you go back like seven months when all this shit's happening in the offseason with with the Sixers, you're kind of like, all right, well, this thing is gonna play out for a year, and then Embiid's gonna ask out, and that's gonna be that. Yeah, and and Maxi goes off, right? So like they have this thing going, and Nurse has done a pretty good job, obviously, and like you've now kind of bounced back to the point where I don't know for sure that Joel Embiid is going to leave or wants to leave even. And to me, like you get a guy like DeJounte and I look, I'm not, I'm not his biggest fan, but I think I would imagine his rep among players is a lot higher than it is among nerds like me who are like, well, yeah, he's a Hooper. His, his on off isn't yeah. that good guys. It's the same um, way when people used to talk about DeMar, like it's yeah. like, like who Hoopers didn't care about that. Players yeah, like DeMar, like yeah. players would talk about how hard tough it is to guard yeah. DeMar. Like they would talk about like, he was like fucking Michael Jordan. So well, like, or Kobe, like he knows who he is at the elbow. Right. That's, yeah. that's what exactly really that yeah, passing yeah, right. shit came <laughs> very easily to him. You know, yeah. So yeah. one so dribble like, pull up, two dribble pull. Yeah. Anyway. So like, I don't know. I just, I, I just feel like when you have kind of, I don't want to say it's like monitor heaven because they did draft Tyrese Maxey, but like you kind of bounced back to a point where I think there's a, a hope, a real hope of beyond just like, Oh, he's under contract of Joel Embiid wanting to be a sixer. 
And I, I just, I, I think you have to capitalize on that. I think you have to show some real ambition um, at this deadline. And it, it, it can't just be like, you know, some bullshit, like, like, look, I, I DeRozan is probably, and he's 100% better than I have ever given him credit for, but like, he's 34, right? Like, he, this is not a move that is helping you long-term or something. That's why, but the yeah. value, the value is yeah. not given up for DeMar. It's right. so they can say, we got stuff for DeMar and Caruso. Plus, if we take Tobias back in this deal, we're it's still trying cap. to compete, guys. Yeah. And like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, well, yeah. So like, if you add Caruso, then and you give up actual exactly. stuff, then yeah. it makes sense. Like, Caruso's I was the one I'm yeah. interested in giving up value to trade for. Demar is essentially a placeholder in that. Uh, if you are to trade, if you're, or even you could go the other route and say, why don't we just give you, uh, like, because they could easily match Robert. Co- Robert Covington and two first round picks. If you don't want to give up Demar in this trade and we just get Caruso and we revisit all this shit in the off season and we're good and competitive with Caruso until Embiid comes back. Cause it will help our defense and blah, blah, blah. And all that right. shit. So there's, there's multiple different avenues they could explore. If they're trying to get the most win now type players out of this deadline, like we could talk a little bit about the Jante, like the reports from this past weekend were like, the Lakers and Utah are the only teams that have made offers for DeJounte that are like real offers. Everyone, I kept saying this. What, with, what do we think Danny Ainge's real offer was? What, Sam, can you do me a favor and pull up uh, the Jazz's first round picks? Because <laughs> yes. I'm sure they have a Mickey ass first round pick yeah. that they were like, because because he got John Collins for free from them. Right. Yes. Right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It literally just a TPE and like a, 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 a Rudy Gay and a second, second round. round. Pick. Yeah. 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 Second round pick that won't convert. Yeah. I was going to say um, the Jazz must have like one pick that they're like this isn't really like a... actually you know what the majority yeah. of the first that they've got are pretty protected, right? Except for the Lakers, yeah. but the Lakers one is only top 4, top 5 protected. Yeah. Like They've got a uh no, that's the most favorable um, protected for uh, selections nine to thirty. If Utah has not conveyed a first round pick to Oklahoma City, but yeah, that's the one from the yeah. Derek Favors trade before uh, when they salary dumped him. That was like we, I, we were just talking about this the other day, but like salary yeah. dump trades rarely ever give up first round picks anymore. Like yeah. everyone keeps saying, like oh, just like get ca- salary cap space and you'll get a first round pick. And I'm like, I mean, Jordan Poole just got salary dumped for Chris Paul. Yeah. And they got a top 20 protected first that wasn't even a real first. I mean, we salary dumped RJ Barron and got OG and Obi. It's crazy out here. Well, well I think I think the last time um first round picks were used for a salary dump, um, two titles came of it with the Beadrins contract going out to yeah, um yeah. like was there another one since then where first round picks were used for like a straight salary dump like that? Well, was... the, six, the famous one was the Sixers got all those salaries from the Kings and got multiple swaps out of it. Yeah. The, the uh, Knicks, Gambo the was Knicks, another one. Gambo, the Knicks right, did like yeah. this convoluted yeah. one a couple of years at the, at the draft where they like basically dumped Burks and Kemba. And yeah, I remember that. Noel. Yeah. But it was like, it's weird. Like, they got picked yeah. back though. Yeah, it's, it's very we've like it is a weird, it's a weird we've one. Debated this in our Discord. Like we yeah. like went through the actual process of it. Um, and technically they could have kept the first. It's just it's not worth thinking about. Just think of it as a salary dump. That that was effectively a salary dump. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. they did get first out of it. It's very weird. Nobody I cares. also for I also forgot about the Celtics giving up Desmond Bain for uh salary dumping Enos mm. Cantor at the draft. <laughs> Yeah, it was not a, not a great look. Speaking mm. of Danny Ainge, I was gonna say one of yeah. his last moves. Yeah, but what a fleece! Got a walking double double. 
But also, I do want to point out the Kemba thing. The Kemba thing is a little bit different to me because, like, look, the pick became Shangoon for the Rockets. So it does feel bad. But, like, the average 16th pick in a draft is not anything to write home about. And Horford was a good, valuable player for at least two or three years for the Celtics after that trade. Whereas you look at the majority of these like old dumps where you used to literally just yeah. throw a first round pick to get off a contract like that, that rarely ever happens before. You're usually getting, if you're adding a first round, you're getting a good player back. Like Horford started and they made the finals the next season. So like that's, that's kind of what I'm trying to get at here. Like, I think that the, the offers that are on the table for DeJounte right now are like whatever the weakest first round pick that the jazz can send out. Plus like, throw in a salary of a guy that they don't want on the team anymore, like Taylor Horton Tucker and maybe Kelly Olynyk goes to a third team or whatever. And then they're getting DeJounte back and the Hawks either keep Olynyk or they flip him to a third team or the, maybe it's just from the jump and they get DeJounte. And it's funny because Sam, remember when we talked about this, we ran through like every team in the league. And we're like, where does DeJounte fit? And we landed on Utah as like the best yeah. fit for him because we were like, they probably had, and this was before Sexton went on his like recent, like explosion where he was just scoring like crazy. But we were like, they probably have the weakest lead guards of any team in the NBA, but they have talent sure. and they have incredible spacing. So it's, DeJounte yeah. would probably cook there. It's weird though, because Keontae, like, I mean, yesterday he killed the Bucks in the fourth yeah. quarter. Yeah. Um, but he's been playing better when I've seen him. Like, I don't know. It's a weird one because I, I don't feel I don't like he's ready though. I feel yeah, like he's yeah, still he's like not. a year or two away from but being the, like even a starter level guy. The timeline stuff with them is just so weird because it's like, I, one, timeline stuff in general is stupid. But two, like, I, I wonder, like, I know that all the kind of reporting recently out of Utah is like, oh, we love Laurie Markin and we love him so much. We're not going to trade him now. Um, I yeah. wonder if, I, yeah, I wonder I wonder if some of the stuff that came out earlier in the year is like, look, Markin is what, 25 or 26 years old? Um, he's at a point in his career where he's probably like, look, like, I would like to be on a team that is trying to be serious. And he's an unrestricted free agent after next season if he wants to be. Has he ever yeah. played in the playoffs? I don't think he has. He played in the play-in game, but that's it. Yeah, because they, because because he was on the Bulls when they stunk, and then he was on the Cavs when they fell down the standings, and they they lost in the play into right. the Nets and the Hawks. It's yeah, and I just I, I, yeah exactly yeah. So he's never played in the playoffs. So I just wonder if like part of kind of like the and I I think there's been I forgot who had it, it might have been Fisher I'm not sure who but someone was saying like Utah was it sounded like they were more operating in terms of like trying to add talent rather than just sell yeah. pieces. Well, off. they were in on Drew right. They were in on Drew. Season. Now so, they might be an under Jante, like right. so. I, I just wonder if like they need to like do something to show marketing like we're serious, we're trying to be good, and getting Dejounte again, like whatever. However, I feel about him, that's probably an easy sell to any player. Like, hey, look, we got Dejounte. Like, we clearly are trying to win. Yeah, and then he puts pen to paper, signs his extension or whatever the hell this offseason, and you move on. But like, I just I, I do think that Laurie Utah's... signs his extension. Yeah, 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 yeah. Laurie, you're right. And, I and I just wait I, though because he has one of those probably. weird deals where he has like a scam deal. Yeah. Yeah, he has yeah. to he has to scam them like Jalen Brown scammed well, Sam's. Help yeah, he's got to make all NBA. <laughs> he might with all the injuries. 
So, well, that's okay. So that's what I would, that was where I, w- I wanted to go with Laurie Markkinen and just like, I've been inside the brain of Dan G- Danny H. There is cruelty. There is uh, terrible, evil things going on in there. It is, uh, this is a like flashback a castle- scene in the first season of true detective. We- yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, it's like a Castlevania map in there. Like you, you really, gotta, like, <laughs> except there's no caffeine. Um, like, uh, so, <laughs> I th- so like this, Danny Ainge, what Danny Ainge wants to do is Danny Ainge is acutely aware that you need like a top five NBA player to win the title. Like he thought about trading Jason Tatum for Anthony Davis. Like he did, you know, like, but because of that, like he will, like he knows Laurie Markkinen is not a top five NBA player and doesn't have the capacity to become a top five NBA Yeah, continue. Anyway. (laughs) There it is. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but so I, I don't I think this is posturing. I think this is bullshit. I think he knows right now on his current contract, I think that he has he knows that he has the most um value to the jazz and like right now is gonna be the peak of Laurie Markinen's value because you can squeeze him into these tiny little cap sheets. Um, you know, there is more than one contract left on some of this stuff. So I think I, I would not be surprised to see Laurie Markinen get traded kind of out of nowhere either at the deadline or um, next offseason, just because like that, that is very much as Danny Ainge's MO. I I was going to say they've kind of, the way that they've been operating, it doesn't feel like Ainge, but like they really don't have many players that other teams would want. Like Kelly Olenek's probably the best. I don't even think he's going to get you a first round pick. So maybe it doesn't even make sense for them to be sellers is what I'm trying to get at here. Like, like Sexton's been on a heater recently. I know, but like, I'm telling you, teams just don't value his archetype of player. Like no. you basically have to be Tyrese Maxey good to be a scoring guard with defensive issues that people really want to pay and like value. Like I know fans love Jordan Clarkson and and Anthony Simons and all these guys, but like teams around the NBA have shown time and time again they don't value them. Yeah, and yeah. exactly. And as Will points out, Maxie's like one of the best off-ball players in the NBA, so he's so, so much more scalable on most teams. But the point I'm trying to get at here is like right after maybe maybe the Jazz are buying <laughs> Yeah, exactly. The maybe the Jazz are buying because they've realized they don't have anything to sell. Yeah. Like Olinick, like I said, is probably the only one that they'll get. Is there anyone else on that team that you think could get them a first round pick? I don't no. think so. I mean, well, well, oh, of, of the guys they would trade, like Walker Kessler could obviously, sure, and like sure. those guys, Keontae George. I'm assuming that they're, they're going to keep their young younger guys. guys. Yeah. Are yeah. you are you counting Clarkson as somebody that could get a first round pick? I don't think so. I think I think the Knicks would do it. I think the Knicks would. They, we need somebody who can create, right? Like I think if the trade is literally Fournier and one of our 58 protected first that yeah. actually kind of suck. A fake so, first, sure. Like yeah. Oh, yeah. we've we've top 20 protected it. Right. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, like that's basically it, a second round pick to me though. Yeah. Like that's like those are those almost always turn into I th- seconds. I, I don't think it's first round value, but I do think Chris Dunn could like get you like a decent second because he's he, he makes you might be able to get money. like the Bucks second that they have right now, which is like the Blazers thirty six pick in the yeah. draft. Yeah, something Chris, like that. Chris Dunn yeah. and like whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's like the only other one I can see on there, and that's more product of how much money he makes makes him like more attractive to teams that like can't take on money you know contenders yeah. would value hiring uh i think so he's a vet men guy so that's kind yeah. of one of the guys where it's like yeah he's, he's easily traded but he's easily traded to a team 
Like if he, for example, like he's a guy that we didn't talk about that much when we talked about the Bucks, but like the Bucks badly need perimeter defenders. Yes. And I don't know if I'd give up that second, but uh, I would give up a second to get a guy like Chris Dunn on a flyer, veterans minimum when we're already in like tax hell. Yeah. And it's kind of a Hail Mary to be like when Malik Beasley is getting played off the floor despite being like an awesome offensive player because he can't play with Dame in the backcourt. Can we throw Chris Dunn out there for 20 minutes a game and he can survive in a, in a Knicks series or a Celtic series or whatever? Yeah. It feels like it feels like they've got a fire dock too. Already? <laughs> well, they, it, there. it's hard they, just, it's they, hard need, to they need a new voice. They need a new yeah. voice. Exactly. It's hard to yeah. follow. They're going to be paying seven coaches next year. It's yeah. it is hard to follow the winningest no. coach in NBA history. There's it's a way Adrian out of this. Griffin. You hire Adrian Griffin back. That's what you do. Yeah. <laughs> they hire Bud back, back and then they fire him and then they hire Adrian Griffin. Would, would yeah. Griffin could Griffin yeah. ask for a new contract? Like like no, I need another contract now. Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Also, I want my all star bonus, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Doc, I know you're fucking lying about that. Larry David said on Bill's podcast, "You're a fucking mooch." Is, is, there, is there anything? Is there anything funnier right now than like the Bucks and Suns trade rumors? But it's like the the Suns are hitting up everybody. I'm like, what are they offering? Like fucking, yeah. like they're they're triple protected. Like, whoa, 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 uh, whoa, 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 whoa. Can I entice you in a Kata Bates deal? Yeah. <laughs> it's like that plus like they, they're like you know they got these swaps like these third swaps it's like oh no we swapped our first but then we swapped our swap for another swap so we can give you this third swap yeah that's, <laughs> the, the swap slop is over the top that's all i'll say the, the, as will points out in the comments here they're trying to trade nas little is he on the first year of a four-year deal yes yeah he is because he was 2019 draft it's year one of a four-year deal, and he's not even a rotation player, and he makes he's, like seven or eight million dollars yeah. a year. It's like yeah. four thirty, right? Okay, so it's six point five. He's not a rotation player on the Suns, as Will points. Like, Nas Little is not good. Like, I, I like, I mean, it, 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 he he's negative salary, and you don't have enough to get off the money. Then I just don't know what. Yeah, like I don't know how you turn that into. Unless you are the Charlotte Hornets and you have, uh, you know, someone who's currently going through a trial, and you want to trade for yeah. that guy, that's, like, that's that... Isaiah Thomas's market inefficiency. Like, yeah, oh, seriously, a fucking yeah. scumbag. Yeah, yeah, bring him in. Yeah, bring him in. Great culture guy. Also, just want to point out, they keep saying that they want a defensive wing. And I'm Miles like, Bridges. Miles Bridges is not a defensive. No. Are you thinking of Mikhail Bridges? Like, yeah. that's, a different, that's a different human being. I just, I need you to know you're not trading for that guy. Like, yeah, yeah. it's like the Brooks Brooks thing from before. Yeah, yeah they exactly. were trading Marshawn and did they, they, they thought they were getting Dylan Brooks. Except one's a nice guy. One's a fucking scumbag. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like I just, I, I don't know. Like the Suns to me, I'm just like, there are all these rumors and I'm like, okay. Like I, I, Cool. Have fun with Miles Bridges, maybe. Uh, the Bucks. It's like, you know, they're just they're, like, what do they have? Like, we have Bobby Portis. Fucking awesome. Like, I don't it's know. Weird because Bobby Portis. Like, all I'll say is, I'm shocked when I hear that there are people that like Bobby Portis around. The, like, like he, I, I don't think that people would. It's not, to me, it's not the same as like trading Rashawn Holmes, who doesn't play for the Mavericks. Right. Right. It's like. 
Bobby Portis, I don't think he's good. But there might be a team that's like, whatever, we're the fucking Charlotte Hornets. Like, or we're whoever. Like, we'll take on Bobby Portis. He's a fine player. Bobby Portis has to fall under like the like when Doc Rivers was a GM. Remember how he always used to acquire yes. guys and build him. So Bobby Portis, hundred percent, has fans around the league because he had a random game against yeah, the Pelicans like, the other night yeah. where he scored like thirty points. Or, or it's like the GM that's like, oh my god, he was so good in the twenty twenty one finals. We got to get this winner. Yeah. You yeah. got to get this winner in the locker room. Uh, but like, yeah, I, I think I think Portis. It's it's just weird because like he's in this weird limbo. Because I agree with you, he's like not that great of a player or anything. But also, like, the Bucks probably need him more than, like, any other team in the league just because, like, they don't have bodies. But they got to get rid of Bobby yeah. Portis because of Doc. We've talked about this on the last podcast. <laughs> He's 28 years old. He was born in the mid-90s then. I'm just doing the math off the top yeah. of my head. If you, if you were, like, relatively close to the time that Kurt Cobain was alive... <laughs> Doc Rivers is going to play you way too many minutes in a playoff series. I've seen this movie a yeah. hundred fucking times. You need to get him off the, like, and, and the, the trade that popped up today that everyone was saying was, and this was one that I heard last week, which was Bobby Portis for Grant Williams, which by the way, checks a lot of boxes in this conversation. Great against the bucks in the playoffs two years ago, had a game against the Sixers last year when doc was coach where he couldn't miss from three Grant is filling the Doc Rivers trade prophecy here of here's a guy who played well against this and now everyone thinks he's like that guy but he's not he's not going to fix the Bucks problems but he is 25 he years old. Hold is on, he shut up. He he he's 25 years old. So Doc <laughs> Doc might sit him in a playoff game. He'll never sit Bobby Portis. What if like is this is this how Giannis actually forces his way out? Where they trade for Grant Williams? He's like, get me out of this locker room with this fucking guy. Yeah. Does they uh, Grant, Grant Williams' thing is he's very annoying. Yes, he's yes. a sixteen game player, but yeah, Giannis would. Uh, no, Giannis, this, Giannis would, no, this is like when the Sixers acquired Horford a few years ago. Obviously, Horford's a way better than player than Grant Williams. Well, we got to get Horford off the Celtics because he's such a good Embiid defender. Right. Yeah. So let's just get the one guy that can kind of hang with Giannis in Grant. His best skill is guarding Giannis. Yeah, that's the old, uh, the old, the old PJ Tucker, um, the, the old PJ Tucker um, NBA paint thing. Let's get PJ Tucker. He's a LeBron stopper, and then <laughs> yes. LeBron stop. Yeah. <laughs> well, he did yeah. it against KD, and he scored fifty. But you know, PJ Tucker's really pushing to get traded. By the way, yeah. It's oh, really? I, I have heard this. <laughs> I'm hearing this for the first time. Ooh, I wonder how, how that conversation baby. goes. Like his agents was like talking to Lawrence Frank, like, look, we really need you to move PJ Tucker. He's like, like, I'd love to. <laughs> yeah, we we're trying, man. Yeah. We love, well, they were me. connected. That's how I know PJ's a dog, man, because yeah. he's he's demanding out of LA. Yeah. He believes in his grind that much. Yeah. That's like a that's like a that's like the landlord. I asked my landlord to raise my rent because yeah. that's how much I believe in my grind. Send me to PJ, Charlotte, bitch. Yeah, yeah, PJ's yeah. like, send me to Charlotte, send me to OKC. I'm gonna hoop for those guys. Yeah. Do we think OKC yeah. does anything? Because I, I just watched Hold on, before time. we get into OKC, yeah, I need to I need to just yeah. bring this up real quick. Jake, yeah. whose podcast I went on earlier. Mm -hmm. said this to relay this information to you, Sam. Yeah. He said, Grant isn't a 16-game player. He's an eight-game player. Because <laughs> <laughs> in the fine. first two rounds, he's going to have random shooting games where he looks awesome, and then by round three, you're like, eh, I don't know. 
if we can yeah, play him like, anymore. That that's the Miami Heat thing, though, because the round three is always the Miami Heat. So, so as long you as you avoid the Heat in the conference, conference finals, then you're good. Yeah, and and the, the Mavericks don't have to worry about that now. However, the, the Bucks might. The Bucks, yeah. the Bucks, the Bucks won't play do. them in round one yeah, yeah, in the four yeah, five yeah, matchup. Yeah, so yeah. and he'll call, he'll call <laughs> yeah. Jimmy he'll call Jimmy Butler a bitch. It'll score seventy five points on his he, head. Yeah. PJ Tucker needs to get traded to Miami just so that Spolstra can somehow turn him into like, you know, wind back the clock 10 years and all of a sudden he actually is locking down everybody and we're all just going to hate ourselves. Well, oh, he's yeah. going to get PEDs. traded. That, that's that's get... how, we, how we got the contract was the PEDs they had right. for him yeah. there. Yeah. I do wonder oh, if he's, if he'll do the Kemba thing where didn't Kemba like decline a player option a year out because he thought that when he went to the Knicks? Yeah. He oh, declined no, no. He... to get bought no. out, not by the Knicks, not by the oh. Knicks, by the the first time around when OKC he got he got dumped. Yeah, he got dumped there by the Celtics. But didn't they, out didn't they stretch his? I thought that I thought they stretched him there. They I did. But but so, I think he had to wait. The Pistons he got bought out. They paid him. I was just wondering because I was uh, trying to think of a situation where would PJ oh, actually David West? David West turned down like. His contract the last year of it, right? Well, that's what PJ would have to do to get out of his contract, is what I'm trying to say. It's like mm-hmm. he, they would pay him for the rest of the year, and they would probably I, come up with some sort of buyout number. But I, I, I think that if PJ wants to get bought out, he's going to have to get dumped to another team with their last first round pick. Like they'd have to do PJ, P, funny enough, PJ Tucker and a first round pick to the Hornets, and then the Hornets send PJ Washington, right? Which is what the one of the new PJ. rumors. I mean that'd be a good trade for PJ Washington, I guess. Um, I think. I, I yeah. Does P- All right, let's talk about PJ Washington real quick because the Mavs be careful here. and the Clippers. <laughs> about PJ Washington in LA, he's at risk. Oh God, he is at risk. He, he's at risk. <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> but, but think he, of that. he has veterans yeah. in his locker room, like Paul George. Yeah, and... yeah. The vets, oh, the vets no. gotta keep it. <laughs> 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 James, no! no! This is how this is how you use protection. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All, Paul George has a lot of experience dealing in the field. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Oh Jesus Christ! That, the, the more I think about that, the more I, it's that's a bad fit for. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. 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 Culture fit might not be great. The yeah. only time you could leave the Hornets and go to possibly a worse culture for you as a player. Yeah. <laughs> but, Got it. So he needs Kawhi showing him how to be in the, the champagne room oh, and wow. new balance, some, like uh, <laughs> everything. Some really important slop just dropped. The Raptors are trying to find a landing spot for Chris Boucher. Oh, let's uh, Celtic. I, I, know. I would, I would kind of like doesn't that. work. Is it? Like, Twelve million. That's right. He makes like twelve million. I always think he makes like six million, and it's eleven point seven. Ah, yeah, can't do it. Can't do it. That's a bummer. Warriors? Who? Who would the Warriors? Yeah. The Sixers Uh, could just take him. I mean, I don't know if Nurse likes him, but the Warriors it would have to be like part of their Chris Paul move or something like that. They could like turn it into a three way, I guess, or something like that. If they you know Hmm. need to take a guy back or something like that. Um, that 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 would be a decent fit for them. Like he's. I mean, if you're counting on Chris Boucher to be like a real playoff player, you're fucking cooked. But like, you know, a team, a team that sure is, uh, big, cooked all. Right. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't really think the Warriors need to worry about that this season. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the 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 Mavs, we, we can we can loop this back to the OKC conversation eventually. But the the yeah. Mavs 
seem like they're about to do something really stupid. Is is that I just I feel like I got the I got the spidey senses tingling, the slop senses are tingling that Mark Cuban is about to go full bozo mode at this deadline <laughs> and make a panic trade to try to he, keep them out of the play in. He's off the hook. He doesn't have to worry about it. He's got no skin in the game. Well, he's basketball operations still. Quote yeah. unquote. He's not knowner. So yeah, he could yeah. he could really go even further bozo mode. So yeah. the, the reason I bring this up is because PJ Washington is a guy they've been connected to. I don't know if he, I've asked Burtz who's in the discord, who's a Hornets fan. Like what's the deal with PJ Washington? Like, is he good or do people just not watch the Hornets? And he was like, it's kind of a mix of both where he's like, PJ's a, not a guy who's like league average at a, 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 a he's league above average at a lot of things, but he's not really great at anything. And He's a slow decision maker. He's kind of, he said he's kind of like has Tobias brain where like he doesn't really know how to make like quick decisions. And if he's, if he's shooting well, he'll keep shooting threes over and over and over again. And if he is not shooting well, he'll kind of do record scratches and, and not be able to be like a great play finisher, which is what you kind of want around Luca if you're trading for a four to fit in there. Defensively, his stock numbers are decent this year. Like he, Get steals and blocks, uh, not like anything elite, but like well above average, I would say, when I was looking at his stock numbers earlier. His three-point shooting is shaky. You know, he's like an average three-point shooter. He can be a willing one. And I don't know. I just, every time these like Grant Williams, PJ Washington, basically every four in the NBA, except for Julius Randle and Pascal Siakam, that are like pure fours, I never know what to do with them <laughs> because I'm like Washington can really, he's re he really can't play small ball five. He might be able to in like spot minutes, but he's more of just a pure four. He's not going to be able to play the three. And I don't know. I just think that it would be a mistake. I I'm kind of coming back to this idea that I think it would be a mistake for the Mavs to make win move a uh, win now moves at this deadline because they just don't have enough to get a good enough player. And this market kind of sucks. Like Kuzma yeah. and PJ Washington and like the guys that are available that you could get, like they're just not moving the needle for you in a way that if you waited for the off season, you probably could get someone better. Imagine if they could just acquire like a durable combo guard who's a dynamic scorer <laughs> plus like a stretch five who is an awesome rim protector. Can you yeah. imagine if like they can get that all star level players and maybe even <laughs> all NBA? It's actually MVP candidates? honestly, man. Like I think you could, like they're gonna look back at that, and that year of decision making is just gonna be like, what the fuck were we thinking? Like, yeah, it's it, the, the the Porzingis trade to me was especially insane. Even like especially, in, I mean, now in retrospect for sure, but in real time it was just like, wait, you just traded him for Dinwiddie and Bertans, and like that's. That's it. And I, I remember watching Porzingis that year and thinking to myself, like, he's moving better than I've seen him move since, like, before his ACL tear in New York. And I just think that that trade was crazy. And I, it just feels like they have – they losing him and then letting Brunson walk – like, they literally got nothing for Brunson. Yeah. Nothing. They got absolutely nothing for Brunson. That's an incredible fumble the bag. And then you had to trade out more shit to get, like, the insane, crazy, like, Reddit – conspiracy theorist version of Brunson. Yeah. Who exactly. also can't say who can't say dirt who can't say healthy. Yeah. Um it's just like it's an all around crazy thing. And I agree with you. Like I think 
they're at a point where it's like they've got probably take a breather. Just take yeah, a breather. Take a breather. And also, like they've basically got one more move in the tank to like put something genuine around Luca during his prime years. Yeah. And doing something at his deadline, like like all right, if you can if you can swap Grant Williams for Bobby Portis, do sure. that. That's that's awesome. Or uh, no, Grant well, even yeah. if you could swap like Grant Williams for PJ Washington, I would be fine with yeah. it because it's just like Grant is doing nothing for you right now anyway. Yeah, change of scenery, whatever. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. That's um, fine. But if you're giving yeah. up picks to do it, that's where I'm like, you're just literally constantly reinforcing all of your you're just spiraling further and further down. You're it's a sunk cost fallacy to try to make this team into a championship contender when you've done all you've lost all these guys for nothing and you're you're just re, you're doubling down and you did it last year with Kyrie and he can't stay healthy and even when he is healthy like the record isn't great like I don't know I just I, I just kind of think that they're 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 the team that needs to chill the most at this deadline and only make if anything lateral moves maybe maybe you take on the Wiggins contract as like maybe that. That, that that's fine to me because you're yeah. not gonna be a cap space team. So yeah. like just to if you can get Wiggins for like literally expiring nonsense yeah. or like Grant again the Grant Williams poo poo platter, yeah. go for that. Go for that because you know what? Like end of the day, like I don't know that Wiggins is gonna bounce back. Maybe he just bounced back because he's like, wow, this is a great chance for me to make another payday. Um, but like you know that he actually does have the ability to hit a level that makes him a real solid playoff player. Yeah. Right. And like you, I would bet on that over like whatever else they're trying Unknown. to know. Yeah. yeah. I just, I just think that makes sense. Um, but like, I don't know. I, I they do have Olivier Max Sense Prosper, uh, yeah. who, uh, is Canadian. Intriguing. Yeah. He's Canadian. Yeah. Uh, maybe they can send him to Toronto for Chris Boucher. No, I'm just kidding. I, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I, I just, they, they, they don't have like, and the other part of the problem for them is like, Josh Green, I thought last year was like starting to play really well before they traded for Kyrie. Kyrie comes in and all of a sudden he doesn't have any of those ball handling reps that he was getting yeah. kind of like used to. He's and, still good when one of those guys are out, yeah. but like yeah. if yeah. they're both healthy, then yeah, he he's very he gets kind of the short end of the stick. And then like like they haven't uh, Derek Lively has been really good for them, but like so they're not going to trade him, which they shouldn't do. That makes yeah. sense. Olivia Maxence Prosper has not has no value right now as like anything more than some team maybe likes him and they're like oh sure, yeah we, yeah we liked him as a as a prospect last year but like what does that really it's not getting you anything yeah. so their young guys don't have value and so like all their entire trade value what they can trade comes out of those picks and that's your point is like you can't keep trading away these picks because you like the, if they did trade a first I think that's the last first they can trade until like. The next one would be in the summer. They could trade 2031 or something it's, like that. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, I think trading a first, first at this deadline would be a disaster for them. And I even think giving up on Josh Green when his value is like nothing. Yeah. yeah like, 100%. Try to rebuild his value at least. And then maybe a year from now, you could have a real star package. Honestly, I know they, they would never do this. They would never, teams don't do this. I think they should just call the Lakers and be like, just give us D'Angelo Russell. Uh, Rui Hashimura, or I'm sorry, whatever salary works yeah. that make that is tradable a year from now. The problem is the Lakers signed a bunch of bad contracts too. The Gabe Vincent, Vincent is I think Vincent will be movable though. Like if, if he's healthy, he'll play well enough 
yeah. that you can trade them. Like it's 10 million a year. You know what I mean? Like, I think they'll be able to move that. If they the problem is you don't want to just keep shuffling through guys and teams yeah. wouldn't do this for a reason, but like, just get the, that Lakers first. I would go in the opposite. I would seriously consider with the way that the last year and a half has gone, take a step back and then reassess it in the off season and next trade deadline. And then it's like, wow, we might actually be bidders for good players that become available that are better fits with what we want to do. Like what if Jeremy Grant asks out this off season and you spent your first on Kyle Kuzma, who's like just a worse version of Jeremy Grant. Like, like there's just like a lot of different guys that I think could become available and they would, it would be dumb to trade for dudes that lock you in and give up value for that. Now, like I said, if they're getting Wiggins, if they're getting PJ Washington and they're not tending out first, I'm open to that, but I, I have a hard time seeing Wiggins less so because the contract is so big, but I have a hard time seeing the Hornets being like, can't we just wait and get a first for PJ Washington eventually? Like, I, I don't think that we're like, maybe if it's even a fake first, like lottery protected or whatever, like I think that, that, uh, that they would be dumb just to trade PJ Washington for the sake of it. Yeah. yeah. The Hornets are dumb. So yeah. there's that going for them. Brandon yeah. Miller looks good though, so that's exciting. He looks awesome. Yeah, yeah. they might have made the right choice. Yeah, Michael Jordan knows ball. Yeah, clearly, <laughs> clearly locked in. Um, but Scoot, yeah, Scoot, Scoot Gang, we we hold, we hold, <laughs> we wait until the moment Scoot is not literally the worst player in NBA history. But until that time, <laughs> we will we will come back. Slow burn, yeah. slow burn. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, just just want to point out. If there were a redraft today, where would Cam Whitmore go? We talked about this, and I think I could argue as high as two, three, two. Ah, no, two, I don't know about two. Look up, look, do me a favor, look Sam. Look up Cam yeah. Cam Whitmore stats. I'm sure they're good. Um, he doesn't pass. He still doesn't do that. Yes, yeah, that is the one thing. Looking at Cam Whitmore's per thirty sixes, though, and his advanced stats, and watching him play, I watched him play, and I was like. So he played at the end of the Rockets Sixers game recently when the Sixers were kind of kicking the shit out of him. He looks like if Jalen Brown was built like almost like LeBron, <laughs> like he's massive and he's so athletic and he's got really good touch. He's six, seven, he's 19. I'm like, why did kinda, he, why did he, you're, you're taking, you're taking Wemby over him, right? Obviously. Uh, yeah. Wemby. Are you taking Brandon Miller over him? I'm probably taking Brandon Miller over. Brandon Miller's two years older than Cam Whitmore, and uh, it's close for me. Those two are both really good. Um, uh, are you? I'm are taking Keontae George. Yeah, I'm taking Keontae George over him. Um, what? No, 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 no. Hold on. Uh, what? Look up Keontae George's stats, dude. What about what about Keontae George is shooting yeah. like fucking Scoot from the field? That's fine. I don't care. He'll I think Keontae is going to be good, but yes. long term, there's no way he's better than you. Cam you st- stat boys like you are ruining our beautiful game troll. Yeah, yeah. No, the, the, you, you Cam's a it. hooper. Cam's a bucket. That's yeah, all he but, does. I, I yeah. I'm going off the that guy nice uh, thing. I I would still watch Cam Whitmore. <laughs> That's why I I watched it. I was like I I had him like eight or nine on my board. I think Cam Whitmore. I had Keontae a little bit lower, but like. I remember watching one game of him and just being like, oh, this dude is just a, a athletic freak yeah, yeah. and like is massive, dude. Like, I just don't think there's very many 6'7", 235 wings that can create their own shot, have great touch, can finish around the basket and are 
hold, they can hold up on the defensive. Like he could literally just be massive Jalen Brown, if not better. If you're you're probably right, which is honestly like the more I watch the Rockets, I'm like, they got some guys. A, a smart team. A smart. They're they're not going to be able to keep all these wings they have. Yeah. A smart team would try to buy. It would seem like you're buying high. Try to buy low, whatever you want to call it, on Tari Eason. Because I don't think I think he's going to end up being the odd man out there. Yeah. I think he's like, I, but I love it. I love him. Uh, I yeah, love the awesome. game. I love how he plays. I love yeah, him as a prospect. Um, there's, there's whispers yeah. his medicals are yeah. weird too, which is I think part of so, some of that stuff for for like Tari. Yeah. Whitmore, right? Do you oh, see this? Tari? No, no, no. Oh, no Tari, Tari, Tari has Tari. an injury oh, yeah. right now, second straight yeah. year where he's yeah. had this yeah, like, yeah, weird he injury. Yeah. yeah. Um, but look, look, look in the comments. Ball don't stop. Wow. Cam Whitmore, okay. the steal of the draft. He said this two days ago. He said, has that power game, elite athlete, and has a knack for putting the ball in the cup. As his handle improves, he will become a force. Okay. Peyton Pritchard is ball don't stop uh, thing, and he was god-awful yesterday against literal 10-day. Peyton Pritchard's like 30 years old, dude. Cam Whitmore's 19. Peyton Pritchard looks like Edward Norton in American (laughs) History X. (laughs) (laughs) Also fights guys like that. So, yeah, it was... uh, um, I think Ed Norton might have better hops, though. Yeah, that's true. That's true. (laughs) Um, Like, here's my thing. Here's my thing with Cam Whitmore, okay? Because everything you just said, Trill, that's awesome. He basically needs to be Jalen Brown, though, to be a productive player with those skills. He's better than Jalen Brown when he was that age. That's true. That's true. Jalen Brown was god awful. Jalen Brown had like some of the worst analytics of anyone ever. He also improved massively, massively, sure. like in between like years. I think Cam like, will too. Great. Okay, Cam's way better but, than he was in college. J- Jalen Brown right. was the way I used to like seriously mm-hmm. like spent four and a half years of my life talking yeah. myself into like RJ Barrett's about to turn the corner. Look at Jalen <laughs> yeah. Brown. Well, Jalen Brown did him on this contract. <laughs> I guess that's my thing is like Jalen Brown. It's it's like saying like, oh well, this guy could be Draymond. You know what I'm saying? Like like, like or this guy could Kawhi made this huge outlier. Like, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, you know Jordan what I'm saying? Bell just, is literally yeah. Draymond. You're you're yeah. not wrong, but also yeah. it's not hard to predict when Cam Whitmore yeah. was a top prospect and also should have went top seven eight yeah. in the draft and also hold on is good in the NBA. This is not like this is not me saying. Uh, fucking uh, Jaden Springer could be like, like, Cam Whitmore is currently a good player, a good bench player as a rookie at 19. Like, I don't think it's out of this world to think he could become an all star, like, and that's what Jalen is. Well, and I guess that's the bet you're making. I guess my point is just that, like, if Cam Whitmore like is not as good as Jalen Brown, because even Jalen Brown, as good as he is is kind of a neutral-ish he's not all positive value you know what i'm saying like like sure. even when, you, even when you i'm not saying that he's not yet yeah, but like yeah. but like i'm sorry if you're the 20th pick in the draft and you make an all-star team that's a yeah, grand that's slam like that's, that's what i'm good. trying to get at here is like I, i'm just saying like i personally if i were me i would be taking guys like anthony black and case and wallace ahead of him because those guys have a more defined role and there's easier ways Nerd to squeeze shit. them onto good teams Nerd yeah shit. i love yeah. Kaysen, though that's my guy yeah and yeah. Anthony Black has been awesome. There have been yeah. this has been a yeah. good draft. This is this is yeah. this this class. I remember at the time people like kind of saying this wasn't a great class, and I remember feeling the complete. Op- I have tweets, and I was like, I have no. I thought it was a deep draft. I thought the top of the draft was good. I I never got what people were talking about, and so far it's 
bared out that these guys so, are all really good. So. Somebody just mentioned this in the comments, so yeah, I had to look it up. Cam Wilmore actually has 11 total assists this season. He does. He does not pass. He does not pass. Yeah. I, I am aware yeah. of this. That is something that he needs to work on. And this goes back yeah. to college, too, where it is going to be hard to fit him on teams, but I think that he could just be good enough at that one thing that mm -hmm. he, you can deal with all the flaws in his game. But Will in the comments did bring up a good point. He said, you sound like you're arguing Dorian Finney-Smith over Brandon Ingram. Anyway, continue. Yep. Uh, uh, yes, yes. Who's who's trying to trade for Brandon Ingram right now? Oh, yeah, good available. point. Oh, he's yeah, available. he's definitely available. Yeah, he's available. I'm just saying, you can get him. You can get him. Who wants Brandon Ingram? Oh, that that's right. Tall Zach Levine. Nobody wants tall like Zach Levine. Okay. What is Dorian Finney-Smith shooting this year, by the way? 37% from the field? Anyway. The, the Nets have a lot of uh, guys that should be on other teams. Will, Will put it perfectly. He was like, <laughs> yeah. our market inefficiency is we've built an entire team of guys that are more valuable to other teams. Yeah. <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> yeah. We got Mikael Bridges and Cam Johnson yeah. and Dorian yeah. Smith. But also we'll never trade them. We'll yeah. never trade yeah. any of them. They're just too valuable. You guys don't, you don't get it. I'm sticking yeah, by my prediction. It. I'm sticking by my prediction. And I don't care what the reports say. Maybe I'll, I'll have pie on my face on Thursday. I think that they're going to blow it up at this deadline. I do. The Mikel Bridges stuff is like, it's like every single day you're getting a report. It's like, we get it. Like you turned down a huge offer. Five. Like, yeah. Not one, not two, <laughs> not three, yeah, yeah. not four. Five. We got so many. I will say, I look. I they 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 will never trade with the Knicks. They will never trade yeah. with the Knicks. But like when I saw that report, there was another piece of that too that came out. I don't remember what it was, but I was like, "Is this is this the Knicks? Like, did the Knicks call them and we're like, we'll give you five first? Probably. They're like, yeah. we just want to recreate the 2016 yeah. Villanova Wildcats. We just so. want friends and good yeah. vibes and and <laughs> everybody. And we're starting a podcast together. We would like exactly. to just be part of it. <laughs> yeah." He can't because he's on yeah. another team. Yeah. You know, he lives yeah. across town. Yeah. Lives, lives off the L. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, no, I, Zach Lowe said something on his pod last week where he he brought up the Nets and he was just like, you know, when like I think you guys even talked about it maybe last time on your pod last week too, where he's like, he when he's when he kind of says something but doesn't say it, you're like, oh, yeah. that's interesting. Yeah, the, yeah. The, he did something with the Nets where he was like, it, it kind of got brought up as they were transitioning to some other topic. And he's just like, I don't know. Keep an eye on the nets. That's all I'm gonna say. And I'm like, he can't say weird... anything. Yeah, I was like, that's a weird, yeah. random thing to just bring up. I I agree with you. They feel like a little. It feels like something's up there. Um, I think I could. I just don't get keeping this team together for them. Like, especially like a guy like Claxton. To me, he's gonna be an unrestricted free agent. You're gonna yeah. have to pay him. Like, do you really want to like lock in more dollars than him? I'm not saying he's gonna even get it paid like a crazy contract or anything, but it's going to be more a, a more substantial one than the one he's on right now. Um, this is probably Mikael Bridges' peak trade value, right? I think yeah. he's two years yeah. after this contract after this. This is yeah. like if OG was traded a year and a half ago for, by the yeah. Raptors, basically. Exactly, yeah. And, in, and you know, look, I liked the way that obviously the trades worked out instantly much better for the Knicks. I liked the risk that they took considering the circumstances. <laughs> but if they had just traded him a year and a half ago... They probably could have figured out a way to get more value for him well, in a trade and not have to take back the RJ Barrett contract. Right. I mean, I think, the, I mean, at least at, at that time, the reporting was all just like the Knicks had offered or they, they, I mean, they had offered RJ, but it was like picks. And then it just got to this weird place where they're like, we like Emmanuel quickly. So 
nobody's giving us picks that we care about now. Yeah, let, let's just do this. Um, but yeah, like the Mikel Bridges thing is, I just don't. What is the point of keeping him on this team? Like, because I, I, I think it might have been Will that I was talking with earlier today, but it was just like if the plan is like Donovan Mitchell, like if I'm Donovan Mitchell, I'm one on a team that's playing fucking great. Yeah, they now basically have like moved into this path where it's like ultimately at some point Mobley or Allen will be expendable but they have real value. Those are good players. So like they have options to make moves and like, I get that. Yeah. I'm sure that he would love to be in New York. You know, I'm sure he'd love to be in Miami or some big market. Um, I also know that he's 26. He's in his fucking prime. Like he, I'm pres- assuming here that he's not a mega loser and like actually cares about winning Yeah, and he can get paid a shit ton in Cleveland. Right. As is, like, there's no reason for him, even if he wants out. Down he the might line, sign the extension just, and then right. a year from now say, right. trade me. Like, like yeah. he might be like, look, let's give this a few. And, I'm Like you said, like, I want to contend. I'm in a good situation now. And eventually I'll make my way to New York or Miami. Right. Like, and, and, and also, like, if I'm him, like, wait, wait, I'm going to go to Brooklyn. And your master plan is, like, me, Mikhail Bridges, and we'll figure it out. Like, I, I don't yeah. know. I, Especially just looking around the East, the East is so strong now. Like I just, to me, that's a that's a that, that's a crazy sell to to make, and it's a crazy kind of like it, this is like this is exactly the shit the Knicks used to do, where it's like, oh, we have this stuff, and this guy will want to come because you'll want the challenge of like bringing it back to the mecca, bro. And it's like, yeah, like I I don't know, they might also just look at this and be like steve mills is your team president yeah seems you stupid. might just want to build in a different way is essentially <laughs> yeah. is what you're getting yeah. at here and and one of the reasons that i continue to have preferred the way that the knicks built over how the nets are trying to build is because they had their fucking draft picks like yeah i'm yeah. sorry if you don't control your own draft picks then you're gonna end up fucking paying if unless you have a path to getting out of a mitchell this summer and as d bronx points out in the comments he's hoping they're just using that as leverage to t- in talks with the Rockets because That's they want their their picks back and they'll get their picks back. Zach kind of said in passing again today that like he heard that the offer was, I think it was all the picks back. And then it's like, so if you get the two first, the two swaps, and then you can also get a flyer on Jalen Green, which would be hilarious to watch Jalen Green. Do you, do you think they could get Eason? Like, like, let's like, I don't think they would want. That's Jaylen probably Green. what they're trying to hold out that's, for. Is right, what that's thinking. what I think. Yeah, I would say either Eason or Whitmore is what they're probably. Which is so to funny play. because Eason yeah. was used was drafted using a Nets pick. Was he? <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> was. Funny. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. Yeah, I don't know. If, no, Whitmore wasn't. Whitmore was uh, was not used uh, with a, a can, Nets pick. I don't think I could be. No, he was just... a Clippers swap for Eric. By the way, we, we talked about the Mavs kind oh, of yeah. Uh, yeah. the Wolf on Wall Street uh, behavior. Um. <laughs> The Clippers <laughs> making that trade for Eric Gordon last year, and now Cam Cam Whitmore was the pick. That I, I, I Steve, oh, Ballmer, man, Steve Ballmer definitely would have fit in uh, at uh, on Wall Street. Yeah, let's just say yeah. He has he has he has uh, he, yeah he has that kind of energy. Let's just say yeah. I would do like if the Nets can get back their picks and just get one of those guys. Like I, I don't know, it, probably not Green, but if, if you can get. Eason or Whitmore. I would assume Eason not is the guy. Now. Yeah, yeah. I, I think yeah. Eason is the guy that you more likely to get. I would 100% do that if I were the Nets. I don't know that. I wonder what the Rockets think about that because I, I, I generally do because I, I wonder if they're like, 
that's like we like Mikal Bridges. That's not a bad offer for him, but we know that's not a bad offer for him. And if that can land us Mikael Bridges, do we really want to use this to get Mikael Bridges, or do we want to keep this powder? Try to get for, another star. Yeah, yeah, to get a, like a more high level player when they hit the market. And I, I, I thought I like the Bridges fit a lot. I, 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 a lot of people say, and, and it, I know it's easy to say because Bridges fits on so many teams, but like the ultimate ceiling of this Rockets team is going to be run through Shangun on offense. So surrounding him with guys who can create their own shot, who are three point shooters, who can defend, move Fred Van Fleet off the ball a little bit more, move Mikhail Bridges a little bit off the ball when he gets there, start Brooks Bridges, Dylan Brooks Bridges. Uh, Fred Van Fleet, and then whoever at the fifth starter spot with Shangun. Then you have like a pretty competitive team around Shangun. And I, I think by the time this team gets good enough, they're going to still have all these young guys is the thing. is like yeah. they're still going to have Amen Thompson, Cam Whitmore, all these dudes. If they want to go out and make another trade to get like a Donovan Mitchell or whoever becomes available. Like they're going to be able to be in those conversations with the Nets picks or not. It isn't the Nets potentially doing this. Isn't this like draft day? This is basically draft day, right? Yeah. Get your pick <laughs> yeah, back. Yeah, it is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Kevin Costner. <laughs> yep. I want my picks back too. <laughs> <laughs> I just want my picks back. Tom James. <laughs> so am I making it up or was the, the, the guy that he ends up taking was his name Vontae Davis? Is that that's, that's right, a real right? player? That's a real player, right? Like didn't Vontae the, Davis play for the Bills? He yeah. I think he was the guy that retired at like halfway half through the game. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Thanks, but, but, thanks for bringing that up. I was gonna say that's your guy. <laughs> Vontae Mack was his name. Vontae Mack. Okay, never mind. No, I was not all Vontae's are the same, I, 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 I thought I thought I thought uh, Vontae Davis because the whole time I'm watching it, I'm like, "This is just a guy." Like you're just talking about a guy who actually. Yeah. I mean, oh, they're thinking, about drafting, they're thinking about drafting this guy named Michael Jordan. Tomlinson. <laughs> like, hold on, did did they draft? Oh, he's an edge rusher. Okay, never mind. All right, you could draft an edge with with the first pick. I was gonna say positional value would tell you do not draft a linebacker with the number one overall pick. Come on, dude. Football's yeah, a stupid sport. We don't need to talk about it. It's yeah, no, I'm, I'm over football. <laughs> yeah, I hate that. I like uh, it again, actually. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna like it when I'm fucking hammered watching the Super Bowl on Sunday. Yeah, I love it. So, so Purdy, Purdy could, double could, matter. Piss is sending this. I have to talk about this real quick, just real quick while I'm on the public. That the game last night was fucking surreal. Because like I got in there, I Celtics Grizzlies. You have to I, prep yeah, that. Celtics yeah. Grizzlies. Yeah. So I I went for smart. Okay, obviously, and I I wasn't I didn't really fucking care about the game. I was just there to like do my two standing ovations for your, Marcus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's what I'm saying. Support. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Emotional support. <laughs> so, but so I'm sitting there and I'm watching their starting lineup. And I'm looking at the names on the board. I like wasn't really paying attention because like Marcus came out halfway through. And I'm looking at the names, and I legitimately thought I was having a stroke. I was like, "Who, who are these guys?" And I see, and it's like it's just they have all these guys playing with Jaron Jackson. And I'm looking at the at the number on that. I was like, Jaron Jackson looks small. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's Gigi Jackson. <laughs> and and then I'm looking around. These guys. There were, you know, there were 13 guys out yesterday. Yeah. There was like all 10 day contracting guys. There were like guys like there's this guy named Hurt. 
Matthew Hurt, like, like, like all these guys that I had like never heard of before. That was like one of the most bizarre things I've ever seen. And the funniest part was like in the second quarter, they were kind of taking it to the Celtics. Like the Celtics just kept missing fucking everything over and over and over again. It was one of the weirdest games I've ever been to in my life. It was insane because we were all on Twitter. Like, how are they going to field a team? Yeah, it was literally all hardship exception guys, 10 day yeah. contracts, and then like two way, two way dudes, and like David Roddy basically. Look at what Ben says in the comments. It was ben kind of says, a uh, Ben says the Grizzlies redoing their 2016 season is a bad omen for the election. <laughs> uh oh, uh oh. Well, last yeah. it's it, we'll see what's the uh, what's the dominating force because last time the Super Bowl happened biden won the election in the fall so when it was chiefs niners so so i'm looking forward to covid 2024 personally i think that it's going to be sick i think it's going to be awesome um the uh 2020 grizzlies finished ninth in the conference though so so they were like a play-in team yeah 2016 grizzlies is different though right but i'm saying like joe biden that they want when joe biden won they finished they 34 and 39. Yeah. yeah. So, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was the year that they consider. lost in the bubble, right? They lost in the. Yeah. 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 They lost in, I think. Yeah. They lost in the plan to the yeah. CJ Dame uh, Blazers. Um, all right. So <laughs> let's. Uh, <laughs> I'm laughing at the comment about Cam Thomas can easily become the best player in franchise history before he becomes 30 for the Nets. Does that say more about Cam Thomas or more about the Nets? Probably, yeah. probably more yeah. about the Nets. Yeah. Probably, probably Kevin Durant was on the fucking Nets. I know it was only like two seasons. It's, it's, seasons it's, but... Yeah, I mean, it's like Jason Kidd and who else is even a contender for best player in Nets history? Like, Derek Cole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess tech, Buck Williams. Like, oh, Vince right? Carter. Yeah, Vince Carter. That's a good one. Brooke yeah. Lopez, Deron Williams. Oh, Dr. J. Well, yes. Dr. J, if you want to go back to the ABA, <laughs> yeah. were they fucking imagine the Dr. J? I'm, tra- I'm trying to take him from the I'm trying to take him from the Sixers. I'm trying to take him from you. <laughs> He's a yeah. Nets guy, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you think about Dr. J, you think about the New Jersey Nets. That's right. Yeah. I was I was just thinking that uh um <laughs> Stop saying Brooke Lopez. He fucking sucks. <laughs> longevity merchant. Yeah. <laughs> he did make an all-star team with the Nets, but the big position was really he was going through a rough time at the, at that time. Yeah. Um, that was that was what made people buy into that bullshit of like, oh, bigs don't matter. You don't need bigs anymore in the NBA. I'm like, no, I just think the bigs that are in the NBA right now suck. That's probably what happened. Yeah, they'll probably get good again. It'll be yeah. fine. Hey, and they did. Uh, also, also, that Brook Lopez like couldn't defend either, which was very funny. He was like an offense only guy, which was very like hilarious early in his career. Yeah, his arc is it's it's very impressive. One of the weirder, yeah, yeah, because he was like a, he was like a, a low post beast, like his whole yeah. like early in his career, and then he, all of a sudden he's like shooting threes and playing defense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Doc is Doc is licking his lips to play him forty five minutes in a playoff game. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, yeah. Those knees are going to need another surgery this off season after uh, Doc is done with him in if, the playoffs. If they if they do that trade where they trade Bobby Portis out, will Doc make them sign ten day hardship guys, veterans to play? Do you like, think Posey still- Oliver, you are Milwaukee Bucks? Yeah, right. Yeah. Do you think James Posey still has games? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get Perk, the gang back. Perk comes, quits ESPN too. 
Just like Doc did. He, he, they showed Doc the video of Perk dribbling. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing it for Kobe, bro. <laughs> Freaking jet back in. Let's go. Um, do you guys, do you, like, the one team, I, we, we kind of got sidetracked, but, like, OKC has everything. They have all these picks. They have yeah. past, like, young guys, whatever. Like, They're missing we, the most important ingredient, though. Courage. Okay. Oh. Which they have zero of. Zero. No balls. I thought, I thought you were going to say Jason Tatum. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but Sam would love an SGA for Tatum swap. <laughs> yes. Anyway, but like, like they have so much. And, and, you know, we talked about the East is there to be one. The West is there to be one, too. Like, I don't yeah. think there's any team right now in the league that you're like, no question, this team, if they're healthy, they win the championship. There's, yeah. not, there's nothing like that. Um, and as good as like, I still think the Nuggets win the West as like things stand right now. But like that bench is terrible. Like it's awful. And yeah. and they have obviously, I, who knows what to make of their regular season? Because as we saw last year, it didn't really matter. Well, um, last year they were dominating until the last yeah. month of the season. Right. The right. It was, it was, is that like? Yeah. And by the way, they're still very good this year. But yeah. like, oh yeah, they're really it, good. at one point last year, I remember being like, yeah, no, they're the clear favorites, and like. I never walk away like I think the Clippers could beat them and the Thunder with upgrades could beat them. Like I don't think it's impossible. Yeah. No, it's not impossible. And I and I just feel like OKC, like you I understand this team is young and there is something to be said of like, you know, don't overreact to like the first 50 games of a season and and letting things kind of play out so you have a better picture of like what all these guys are. And I, I get all of that, but like I don't know, man. Like you're right fucking there and you've got all of these picks that you've been hoarding forever. Um, you've got too many young guys. Like you probably want to trade Josh Giddy for any number of reasons. Uh, uh, a number that hopefully is uh, higher uh, than, than what Giddy tends to like. Uh, but, but like, <laughs> but like you have these, these things like, so I don't know. I would be trying to be very like Mikel Bridges. I don't know if he's exactly what they need. I'm not OKC expert, but like that type of move, should be something they consider, yes. like that level of move. Sure. Like if it, 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 it 100% needs to be on the table, um, and I'm I hope they do do something because, like, again, I just think that team is not that far off, and the like they need better depth in certain areas. They need a better a better center, right? Like these are not impossible things to get done at the trade deadline. No, like they they definitely can do the, it. The so, rumor we heard was um, Claxton and DFS for them. Um, I would love which that. is kind of what started this whole are the nets gonna blow it up thing. We heard this like a week and a half ago, two weeks ago at this point. And I'm not sure. I would like Claxon's fit a lot on that team. Um maybe they could just use like one more wing defender, uh, kind of to maybe to keep Shea a little bit fresher, although they wouldn't really guard the same kind of players, uh DFS and him. But I I think if 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 they're able to push in the thing is, and we've talked about this ad nauseum, it's like them pushing in the chips is so different than any other team pushing in the chips because, hey, this trade didn't work out. Who the fuck cares? <laughs> like, cool. We still have 12 other first round picks to make moves with. And also, like, why would that trade not work out? You know what I mean? Like, I just don't see sure. the world where it's like we got Claxton and DFS and, oh, wow, this blew up in our face. Horrible. Like, what's going to happen? Fucking... Darian Finney-Smith's going to try to Chem dribble more. Chemistry like is that. overrated unless you're removing one of the two or three best players on a team. Is what I, I think. I, I, yeah. I is my general thought on this. Like, if you're adding like a fifth starter or an eighth man, like uh, I don't know. Like to me, it just it doesn't make any sense 
to not try to maximize this window that you have because Shea's an MVP level player right now. And he's also like 25. Like it's, it's not like if I, and I know everyone says, well, you got to go get your playoff scars and whatever, but like that doesn't stop you from making your team as good as possible. Like who was the last really young team to make a deep run into the playoffs and make it all the way to the NBA finals without really any sort of major experience. It was the Oklahoma city thunder with Kevin Durant and uh, you know, obviously James Harden before his MVP leap and, and Russell Westbrook. And I just don't read that. There really is no reason for them to not make moves. I, I, I still question whether they do it or not though. Like until I see them make a move, I'm not going to believe that they're going to do it because they've been so slow and patient and, uh, and, and we'll see. I mean, look, Presti doesn't leak ever. So like whatever we heard about like the Claxon stuff, that might've been coming from the net side. That might've been not even real. Um, but I think that ultimately they should look to upgrade the big position. Like we've been saying forever here. Presti runs a Kim Jong-un operation. Remember when like Kim Jong-un spread the, spread the false rumor that he died. Flush the rat. Yeah, and then and then they uh, to see who came out, and then he executed everyone. Yeah, that was Presty with the Claxton rumor. Yeah, he spread that out to find out who. Someone said that's what Maury was doing with the Shams uh, injury, where because uh, he said because everyone reported on the injury that it was uh, not a tear, and Shams said it was a tear. And then they were like, "Is Maury trying to flush a rat?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, it's like uh, departed. It's fucking uh, Nicholson. <laughs> yes, no. Rat. <laughs> <laughs> smells like rat but uh, yeah i i just don't think i don't think he's got the uh i mean he's got the ultimate job security um i think it's also like you know if the if the thunder lose in round two no one's gonna bat an eye you know sure the thunder lose in round two nobody bats an eye but one little indeed injury and the Sixers lose in round one and everyone loses their minds. Seriously though. Yeah. Yeah. This is what's going to happen. The amount of people that were like genuinely losing their mind today being like people that were like the Sixers should tank. I was like, they should tank. They, they're 30 and 16. How do yeah, you, they can't even tank. How yeah. do, you could tank to get the 12th pick in the draft in a dog shit draft. And also, I don't even think you could get that far. The I think the Warriors have the tenth pick, or they should have the tenth pick. The Blazers have it, and they're like sixteen games behind the Sixers. Like they would have to literally, and even if they did that, it's uh, it's just it's insane. People are losing absolutely losing their mind over all of this. But all right, oh, I think that's a a good place to uh, wrap up our first slop stream of the deadline week. We will be back. I'll be back tomorrow. And Wednesday, and then Thursday is Slop Fest. I'll be we'll be streaming from 11 a.m. till 4 p.m. Slopping oh, it yeah. up all weeks. If you want access to all the streams, we're gonna post this one on the main feed. If you want access to all the stream audio, uh, you're gonna have to subscribe to the Unoball Patreon. The link is in the description for oh. Tuesday and Wednesday streams, and also we'll be doing it live if you wanna catch it live on playback as well. So. Link in the description. Uh, anything else you guys want to say before we get out of here? Uh, let, let, let's go, Barca Smart. Um, he uh, <laughs> is the greatest Celtic of all time, Jason Tatum. You will burn in hell for not giving him his ring in 2022. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize that the Celtics were a loser franchise, retiring numbers of players that didn't win championships with them. But Gary Washburn article today proved me wrong. So yeah, anyway. it's true. It's true. We've got so many. We, we we literally gave a guy who didn't have a number a retired number. Losi, Losi, Losi. I don't know. Whatever the fuck that is. I don't care. I don't care. Sam Sheen NBA is back. I've got I've got tweets to write. I've got people to gaslight here. Let's go. Yep. All right. Thanks for joining us, Swinney. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Take care. We'll uh we'll slop it up with you later as well. So. Yeah. Pod, All right. Pod, take care, guys. Pod starting for Wiggins tonight. Let's go. Stay woke.